Welcome back to the Honest Christian Podcast. Today, I don't have the energy that I normally have, but I still think that what we're going to discuss today is going to be worth listening to. So I ask that if you've been wanting me to have high energy and you wanted me to, to be uh, the loud and exuberant person that I normally am, I ask that you bear with me today because I'm, I'm on a little bit different energy today. Uh, I have been through just constant loss recently. Um, last week or two weeks ago, my uncle died very suddenly. Um, he had been sick for quite some time, but um, despite him being sick, it was still something that kind of felt sudden because we didn't have a lot of control concerning his death. Um, he'd been dealing with complications from diabetes and we were hoping that he would live longer than he did. And unfortunately, he passed away. Then a near and dear friend of mine lost their mom very recently, um, very suddenly as well. The day that I get back from my friend's funeral, that night I find out that a brother from my church passed away very suddenly. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm in a series of episodes of grief. And I realize that that is probably the most honest thing that I can talk about on the Honest Christian Podcast today. And so that's what we're going to talk about. We're just going to talk about grief. What what grief looks like, what grief feels like, how to use it to your advantage, um, and how to walk through it. Um, so first of all, I think grief is kind of the process of dealing with the unexplainable. I don't have a perfect definition of it. I'm not a grief counselor of any kind. And, and before I continue, I should probably say, I have no license. I'm not a therapist. None of this is licensed uh, um, or, or professional level help. Um, I just want to speak as somebody who's walked through grief for the last. Gosh, it's been it's been quite a process. It's been over a decade that I've been walking through a process of grief. And as things happen and continue to happen, I'm continuing to walk through that process. So the way that I began to walk through grief on my own is having to deal with the loss of my family unit as I knew it. Um, when I was in college, my family unit basically disassembled right in front of my eyes. My parents announced they were getting a divorce. Um, my father got arrested. A lot of crazy things happened all at one time. And in that time, I was just sitting there going, I have absolutely no control over the entirety of this scenario. There's nothing in this scenario that I have any control over whatsoever. And I am unable to do a blessed thing about the fact that my family is falling apart. And I remember um, experiencing um, immediate denial and saying, "There's got to be, there's got to be something else to this. This, this can't possibly be what's happening. Um, maybe, maybe I'm making this all up. Maybe this is, uh, maybe this is just a figment of my imagination. Maybe I'm going to wake up tomorrow and this will all be better. And then you wake up and it's not." And you go to sleep and it's not, and it's on your mind and it's, it's, it's affecting everything that affected my school. I, I remember at the time, if I can remember correctly, I don't remember really missing any assignments in school at the time, um, up until my family split. And when that happened, I couldn't focus on school anymore. I couldn't focus on finishing assignments and papers and things. I, I didn't even want to get out of bed in the morning because I was dealing with the loss, a loss that was so intense and I had nothing that I could do to control it. And I feel like that's a lot of times what grief is like. 
when when somebody passes away, you know, there's probably I don't know of anything more out of our control than death. You know, we live and we die and nine times, nine and a half times out of ten, you're not responsible for your own death. Something else is, you know, whether it be an illness or old age or an accident of some kind or some other kind of crazy situation. It's not the way that we 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 don't have control over the way that we plan to go. And so when when something like death occurs, death is so final, you know, it's so final and you find yourself so hurt and so angry and with no one to blame because we expire as people anyway. So whenever that day comes, whether it be an early time or a late time, you just have to suffer with it. And it's a frustration that is hard to to comprehend if you've never walked through it. I remember the day that my wife's father passed away. My wife's father passed away in the span of, from the time that we knew something was wrong to the time he passed away, I want to say it was less than an hour. He went from totally fine, as far as we knew, to having his life in danger to dying of um, issues with, within, his, within his body. And we, we sat there and went, how? We had totally different expectations for what the end of his life would look like. He had retired and we expected him to live a longer time and it didn't make any sense and it never does. Loss is such a painful part of the human experience. And I think one of the worst things that we can do when we walk through loss is have a a mindset that says, you know, it shouldn't... um, I shouldn't be feeling this bad or, or, or I shouldn't be feeling this upset or I shouldn't be grieving this hard or something like that. You know, the, the, the kinds of feelings that we get sometimes where we, we walk through regret and walk through, um, discouragement, like a self self discouragement when we feel certain kinds of pain and we go, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be feeling this kind of pain right now. You know, especially this happens a lot of times when when it's it's somebody that you've been expecting to go, you know, because they've been sick or something like that happens, and 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 they've been facing maybe a chronic illness or uh, maybe they've been on life support for a long time or something like that, and you're expecting them to go, and then when they go, you still feel sad, and you don't know why. That's part of the human experience, and it's wrong of us to shut that down. It's wrong of us to try to chastise ourselves for experiencing the difficulties associated with loss and particularly loss in in, in in the area of death I find that we often don't have words to express how we feel we just have feelings that are so powerful and so overwhelming that it becomes difficult to even articulate them But I find one of the most comforting things is if somebody has walked through a loss that is similar to yours or has walked through loss in their life, major loss, major grief in their life, and they know how to love you with silence, that's one of the most powerful things. Sometimes just for someone to come, be silent, sit next to you, let you cry and scream, let you wail and curse 
and get angry and just be there. When I was in school for pastoral ministry uh, over a decade ago, we had a class called Pastoral Methods. And one of the things that we talked about in Pastoral Methods is something that the, the pastors call the ministry of presence. It is a powerful thing to be somebody who knows how to just shut up and be with people. And if you're somebody who hasn't experienced grief or hasn't experienced loss, this is still something that you can become a valuable asset, borderline invaluable, um, uh, uh, invaluable part of someone's grief process is being willing to be quiet. Even biblically, you notice this in the, in the book of Job, Job's friends, when Job goes through loss and loses his children and loses his livelihood and becomes extremely sick, the best thing Job's friends ever did was be quiet and mourn with him. It wasn't until they started talking that things started going left. It's, it was only when his friends started saying things like, oh, you know, maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you deserve this. And, you know, all the stupid things that we say when we're trying to get answers for the unanswerable. It's only when that happened that things started going wrong. When his friends were just quiet and mourned with him, it was one of the best things. And I encourage you, if you are walking through grief and you have not yet given yourself time to mourn, to do so. Time to just sit and weep over loss. Time to sit and say, I am sad. I am grieving right now. What I'm going to do right now is play a song that I wrote a few years ago as I was grieving. And I'm a kind of compulsive person who deals with addiction and has been in recovery for a number of years. And I was trying to do something other than give in to my addiction while feeling some really hard feelings one day. And so instead of giving into my addiction, I opted to write a song that expressed how I felt at the time. And as an oldest sibling, I have a kind of compound relationship with with grief where I compi- I compound the the nature of my life as the oldest sibling who often feels like if I crack everybody else is going to crack and so I keep it together and try not to be emotional and try not to show my feelings and stuff like that um in times where my brothers or sisters are feeling grief and feeling sad or or in this this plays into other situations as well a lot of times if my wife or other people who are close to me are feeling sad. I don't express that sadness at the time because I have the internal thing that I'm working on that says, oh, if I crack right now, everybody else is going to crack. And in the song, I began to write and I said, what does it feel like to be sad when you have permission, when you have permission to be sad? So I want to play this song. It's called Sad. And I hope that it speaks to you. And if you are touched by it and you want to just run that song back and you don't even want to hear the rest of what I have to say that's totally fine this isn't promotion or anything else like that I just think it's appropriate so here's sad
Sometimes I feel like the sum of my unmet expectations. With bags in my hands at the station, waiting for a train that just left. Holding by a thread, and it severs. And I think I'm losing my grip. What does it feel like to be sad? What does it feel like to be sad? What does it feel like to be?
So now I want to talk about using grief to your advantage. And what I mean by that is not trying to rush through grief and find some way to make a course or a book or something out of it or try to finesse your grief into something that gets you notoriety or clout. What I'm saying is using the experiences that you have in grief to be able to benefit other people. I would encourage you as you're walking through grief to write down your feelings. And it's not because you need to pile it all up and make yourself feel worse or whatever. It's because the truth is you will walk through this. It may not get easier. It may not get better. But you will progress over time through this process of grief. As you give yourself time, if you don't just let it stew, if you don't just let it fester, if you don't just let it um, become infected and, and infect you and make you sick and sicker and sicker and sicker, but if you allow the grief process to be what it is, a process, if you allow that to happen, you'll find that you progress in it. You'll find that you're able to even possibly see a bit of healing. And you'll look back on the things you wrote down and you will see your progress. So what you can do to your advantage right now is document your grief. If you can't write it down, you might need to just get a voice memo and just begin to speak your thoughts and don't censor yourself. It doesn't have to, nobody else has to see this. Nobody else has to hear it. It's for you. And for you to be able to process how you feel and say how you feel with full permission can be the most advantageous of all things. And if you begin to heal, or if you've begun to heal, you can use your grief to help others heal. Other people who are walking through something for the first time that you have walked through, maybe multiple times. The Bible calls God the God of all comfort. It's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's in Second uh, Corinthians. And it begins and says, Blessed be the God of all comfort, comforts us in our afflictions. And comforts us in our afflictions so that we can comfort others with the comfort that we receive. Um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but essentially, the, the Bible actually teaches that when you have experienced comfort, that you are able to walk through, uh, through comfort with other people. And you're able to give what you've received. The advantage, the, 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 the only real blessing, in my opinion, that comes with grief is empathy. The only real blessing that can come from grief is understanding. To be empathetic, to be able to share and say, I know the depth of that sadness. I am familiar with it. I'm familiar with this level of pain. And I just want you to know 
you're not the only one. That can be the most powerful sermon anybody ever hears. And sometimes in that process, you'll just need to be wise and utilize that ministry of presence and just be quiet. But if you do get the chance to talk, let your words be few. Let your words be gentle. Let them be understanding. Don't bring your scenario up to the forefront and make it about you. But take the time to share from your heart just a piece of your healing and then heal by listening. Heal by understanding. Heal by your empathy. I think in that we can find such beauty, such wonder can be found in the darkest of times, in the hardest of places. That can be some of the most powerful, some of the most life-giving moments is when people who have experienced a little bit of healing give a little bit of the healing that they've experienced to somebody else. I know this is a different kind of podcast. I know this is different than what we normally do here. My prayer is that this will still be beneficial. Because yes, we joke. Yes, we laugh. Yes, I come with high energy and all that kind of stuff. And I love all that. But this is Honest Christian. And on my platform, we don't sugarcoat the reality of sadness. We don't sugarcoat the reality of pain, of heartache. Grief is weird in that sometimes when other people are experiencing traumatic grief, it can connect with your trauma in places that may not have healed yet for you. It can trigger you. It can bring to mind things that you don't want brought to mind. Pains that you haven't dealt with yet. Scenarios that you went through that you just heard somebody else went through and and it just replays and it brings it back to your mind. Grief is complex. Grief is awful. But it's an awful, terrible, completely normal part of the human experience. And we don't need to play Grief Olympics and go, mine is worse than yours or yours is worse than mine or whatever. We just need to be willing to admit that at this time, on this side of eternity, things as they are are not okay, as uh, John Thurlow says. Things, things as they are are not okay. And there's great, 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 great pain on this side of eternity. But there is great hope still that we can heal. And I can tell you, it took me a long, long, long time to really begin to heal from what happened with my family. Then as I was trying to heal from that, other things happened that were traumatic and painful and caused even more grief. I've had things that happened in the last year, in the last two years. So painful, so devastating, and I've had to just continue to press through. Can't just push pause on life. I have three children. I'm married. I have responsibilities. I can't just quit on life right now and and give up on my 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 life circumstance 
I have to push through anyway. And unfortunately, we don't take grief seriously as a society. So economically speaking, you know, it's to your disadvantage to take time to heal because you're supposed to just clock back into work or whatever. So as I've been trying to heal from other things, other things have come up. And I've had to take the time to walk through it. Right now I'm in therapy and, and we talk about some really hard things. And for me, when I start to deal with things that, that cause me grief, a lot of times I get tired. I literally get sleepy. And um, the last, my last session, my therapist said, hey, just let your wife know you worked really hard today. <laughs> and if you're really tired, just to try to have some patience with you. <laughs> your grief might have physical reactions. It might cause you to lose weight. It might cause you to get some, some more gray hairs. It might cause you to to have things going on that are putting you in an imbalance, chemically speaking. And if you need to see somebody, if you need to get prescribed something, just know here from from myself to you, you're not weaker. You're not a failure. You're just not a superhero. You're not perfect. You're not invulnerable. You are human. And humans need help. I'm praying for you. Whoever's listening, I'm praying for you. That the God of comfort would reach you in a special way. That as you walk through your grief process, that you understand it's a lifelong journey. And that grief is an extension of what it feels like to really love something or to really love someone. And when you really love something or you really love someone and that something is taken from you or that something is violated or that someone is lost, there's pain that we cannot fix on our own. If you're walking through that, I'm praying for you today. And I'm praying that you would believe that healing is possible because it is but before you get to healing I just want you to know it's okay to be sad I'm not going to run any ads today I'm just going to tell you honestchristian.com if you want to follow the podcast some more or if you want to uh, connect with us more that's where you can go I hope you have an amazing week I hope that your nights get a little easier. I hope that your days get a little brighter. God bless.